Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection. Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Transmission begins. New science fiction podcast detected. Location, planet Earth. Initial probes report, no human life found. However, surface scans indicate that there are doors. Lots and lots of doors. Additional, two humans detected on planet's surface, Jake and Monica. Join them as they travel through the doors of Ostium and find themselves at different places in space and time, such as 
the decks of the Marie Celeste, or the Red Sands of Mars. Each door is numbered and can only be opened in sequence. What is the significance of these locations? Can Jake and Monica manage to complete them in time? Suspense detected. Security intrigued. Search for the Ostium Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit ostiumpodcast.com for more details. Message ends. May the board preserve and keep you. There, this is Dreadful Geisman speaking. Um, I find myself in a bit of a bit of a situation here. There has been some sort of disagreement over a shuttle and who owns it and who isn't, and indeed is allowed to drive it, and whether or not certain persons should have taken it for a joyride and dumped it into a gas giant. Uh, but. Nevertheless, I have been, uh, what's the word, uh, ordered by a court of uh, justice uh, that some punishment is in order, and so I have been selected to answer the company's advice column uh, this uh, this cycle. So uh, consider me Trexel Geistman, Agony Aunt, um, or perhaps Pain Uncle, or some sort of cousin of suffering, whatever works for you. Um, got a load of suggestions here, I haven't really looked through any of them, because that would have implied doing some sort of planning and work but let's have a look shall we so this first one is from artemis miller they go by they them i've gotten into cooking as of late the problem is i can never taste my creations because some people eat my lunch out of the employee refrigerator even though it is clearly labeled i have tried hiding the containers but they always end up on my desk utterly empty and without feedback how do i find out if i am a good cook well artemis the solution here is clear. You see, you're you're losing control of the food the minute it enters a container in a communal space. Do not allow it to... That's like sending a, a small, deer-like creature out into the savannah covered in some sort of honey-mustard glaze. It's only going to end in tears. So what you do is you cook. You cook up your food, and then you pour it immediately into your face without allowing it to cool, and don't use utensils. Again, they are an... Uh, a risk factor that you don't want to introduce. Just pour the boiling hot food into your face and then if you survive, you're a great cook. Okay, uh, next one. Uh, this one's from Coromanda Apfelbucket. Uh, pronoun she, her. Help! My co-workers will not stop talking about their weekend plans due to my own deep philosophical beliefs I do not acknowledge the concept of weekends. How do I make them stop talking about weekends? Well, I think I've been clear previously in my certain knowledge that you can't change people's minds without some sort of smear campaign. So what you need to do is you need to establish yourself as a counterintelligence network bad-mouthing weekends. Weekends are for losers, you'll say. You'll print pamphlets saying weekends kill relationships. You'll hire some sort of neon space writer to write weekends more like stupid time, don't do it, and you know, some sort of clever marketing ploy like that, and, and all of a sudden, people won't be talking about weekends, because if they do, people are like, oh, you still like weekends? I'm more onto uh, freekends, which is the, the new holiday you've invented that is very similar in many ways to weekends, but doesn't actually uh, go counter to your philosophical beliefs. So, replace it, and bam. 
This one is from Bobby Billinger Babson III. Lots of fun to say, but is it fun to read? Let's find out together. Uh, he, him, I am a new member of the Build Team. Congratulations. You'll be seeing my creations soon, and I'm sure you will love them. And I have really cool ideas. I don't like how this is going now. I'm the one with the ideas. I'm sorry, I've gone off track. I'm a new member of the build team and I have really cool ideas, we'll see, on how to make the planets we build more cost efficient. Oh, okay, I don't care about that. But my teammate Jax gets all the credit for them because Z say it louder with fancier words. How do I get the credit I deserve for my totally rad ideas or at very least get them to stop? Murder. Now that seems drastic, I'm sure, but consider this. If Jax is out of the picture then they can't take the credit. Sure, maybe they're a friend. You don't want to look them in the eye as as the life is choked out of them in some way, but perhaps you could arrange for them to disappear. Perhaps you send them in to inspect an airlock that is unfortunately faulty, or perhaps to look at the underside of a heavy weight that you want to check for, I don't know, mass. Whatever the way, if Jax is gone, it's smooth sailing to Credit Town for Bobby Billinger Babson III. This one is from Dubious Dave, uh, pronounce he, him. I am incapable of making decisions. I always miss opportunities because of time I spend contemplating. I lost three friends and five positions instead of firmer. How can I know what choices are good ones? Am I forever doomed to be the outdoor space station cleaner? Cold? Alone? The short answer is is yes. Without decisiveness, nobody wants to be around you. You know, let, let's say you're in some sort of, I don't know, fire, and you say, what should we do? And someone says, well, I'm not sure, let's wait and see. Nobody hangs out with that person because that person's turning into a crispy fry boy. What you want is somebody decisive. This way, they say. And people say, are you sure? Do you know? And you're like, I don't, but it's a way. And everyone looks and goes, mm, yeah, it is a way. To be fair, it's a way. And if you're right, you get all the credit. And if you're wrong, well, you're all dead anyway. So... You are doomed unless somehow you become super confident without any particular reason to become so. If not, doomed. Is that clear? You're doomed is what I'm saying, you're doomed. Uh, this one is from Hugh M. Pearson. But it says here that's subject to change. Okay, uh, pronouns, yes, I have those. Any are acceptable. Okay, that's fine. As a completely innocuous and normal citizen employee of our beloved Stella Firma, hail the board, hail the board. If there were some hypothetical offshoot of a hive mind from some far-flung alien race that was on a covert operation assigned by Stella Firma's largest competitor and or mortal enemy that posed as a completely innocuous and normal citizen employee in order to gain trade secrets who suddenly lost contact with that hive mind and is dealing with the fallout of newly gained independence and having a rough go of it. What advice would you offer them? Asking for a friend, this is not real. Well, this question comes up a lot. Now, I think all this talk of a hypothetical alien race hive mind, that's all displacement. You're not having trouble communicating with them. You're having trouble communicating with yourself. And if you can't communicate with yourself, well, then you can't expect to have a, a fine go of it when you get emotionally cut off from a, a metaphorical hive mind, which is actually you. It's very simple. What you need to do is you need to sit down with yourself. You need to maybe get a mirror in front of you. Maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe have a nice dinner. Cook a nice dinner. Lay it out in front of a mirror. Look into your reflection and say, no, after you. And then they've said, no, after you. And you've said, no, after you. And after you've got past that whole business... 
then you, you, you look into their eyes and say, what are we doing here? What is this? How is our relationship going to be defined? Because without that, you can never be happy within yourself. For example, I know what I am is in a relationship with myself and what I am is the best person alive. So how could I not be happy? You see, so if you if you arrange some sort of relationship like that, then you'll be much happier being isolated and alone in the cold vacuum of space. Oh, and also, this was not real either, because what is real? Yeah? Think about it. Think about it. Stop thinking about it. This one is from Frasma McDaigle, the 13th Daigle. Don't know if I'm pronouncing Daigle right. I also do not care if I'm pronouncing Daigle right. Uh, pronouns she, they. My brother, Tara, is trying to kill me. <laughs> I've been there. It wasn't a brother. It was a stranger that I'd wronged. But, you know, same thing. He is the 14th Daigle, and he wants my place as the 13th Daigle. I have been Daigling peacefully my whole life, and I don't want to commit Daigleocide. But I don't know how else to survive and hold my place as the 13th Daigle. Well, it's it's tricky. Sometimes you've got to kill one of your own. Nobody likes it, unless you do, but you've just got to shut your eyes and call in the hit. You know, maybe don't do it yourself. This is similar to a previous one we've had here, you know. Nobody likes actually doing the killing, unless they do. You've just got to distance yourself from it somehow, make it some sort of accident, or perhaps create a rich fiction in your head in which they're not actually your brother, and they're not even a Daigle, they're some sort of evil imposter, perhaps some Galactonium come to steal your place and you must kill them, and it would only be right and good and patriotic, and then you can celebrate and maybe have a medal of some kind. Just do that. This one is from Astoro Kralia. They then. I sold my soul in a contract and later broke that contract. Now they own my soul and I lost my benefits. What can I do? Well, it says here that people say you're quite gullible and that you're a very fast reader. So all you need to do is read a very convincing book telling you that you do have a soul because between you and me, Lots of people seem to talk about this soul business, but I've never seen it. I'm pretty sure it's just a ploy to stop you stealing things. So convince yourself you've got a soul, and that's as good as having one. It's intangible. And the thing about intangible things? No tange. Got no tange, got no problem. That's what I've always said since I said it just now. This one's from Sir Lord Basil Cleanington the Third. There you go by they, them. Dear Agony Aunt, I have a name. My consciousness has been trapped inside a small floor cleaning robot and I'm scared I won't be able to reach the podium during my upcoming presentation. What should I do? Well, as you've identified there, that podium going to be tricky for a floor cleaning robot because they don't tend to do stairs. That's the domain of the stair cleaning robot. So what you've got to do is work out how you accidentally ended up in the floor cleaning robot in the first place. Was it some sort of uh, fountain-based magic switcheroo? Uh, Was it maybe a, a promise to a parent in which the universe saw fit to use bolts of lightning or something to to switch bodies. Whatever it was, whatever of the methods that we all know calls this body swap shenanigan, work out what it was for you, get near a robot that is of the right stair-climbing shape, and do it again. And then you can climb the podium as a stair-cleaning robot to present your speech. Now, stair-cleaning robots can't speak, so you've got to get a third robot, some sort of presentation-giving robot, lined up real close so that as you get to the top of the podium, you can do the next switch. 
So you just got to get a real lineup of task-based robots until you've got the, the right combination to get the job done. Alternatively, give your speech from just left of the podium. This one's from the Reverend Ernest Milton. He, him. Dear Agony Aunt, what did I say about having a name? I've got a name! As a priest of the refused spin star, I am certain you know we work in one month long shifts preceded by a month of relaxation. This month of relaxation is supposed to mirror the spin star's nymph phase, wherein it sleeps for three quills. We all know this. You don't have to tell me this. We all know it. Here is the problem. I cannot relax. Video games. Video games. Naps. Baths. None of it works. After a month of such eager work mirroring the spin star's two quills of rebellion, the ability to slow down is utterly outside my reach, and the other priests are beginning to doubt my faith seeing as I can't relax. My question to the agony aunt is how do I finally relax? Well, when people around you start to question your beliefs, what you've got to do is go big, because the belief of others, as much as I hate to admit it because other people are some sort of dusty slime that I shouldn't take too much care of, when other people truly stop believing in you as a person, it doesn't end well. They demote you, they call you stupid, they say your planets kill people, it's all bad stuff. And given that you're such a hard, clearly a hard work and somebody committed to the job, you need to use powerful, powerful narcotics to relax you into a state all, almost unto death. In fact, get some narcotics that put you into essentially a coma, the most relaxed state of all, and get yourself into this relaxed coma and lie motionless for the entire month, being kept alive by various medical machines, and then they'll see, they'll all see. Getting out of the coma, that's your business. This is from Dravlin Slot. Pronouns they, them. There is a goose in my office making a mess and it has stolen my glasses so I can't get any work done. Oh, board, the goose has a knife. How did it get a knife? Please help me. Now, I have an immediate question. Do we think Javelin Slot actually typed this or is this a message from a very, very clever goose? Here it says that they are very good at jumping and are verily duped into pyramid schemes. And again, I know that geese are pretty gullible when it comes to economic scans and geese can fly the highest jump. So I think we can happily assume that this is a naughty goose typing here and we will ignore it post haste. This is a question from Viz Talon. They go by they, them. My existential dread and ennui have yet again ruined my chances of coming first in the intergalactic love poem competition. Do you have any recommendations from overcoming the barriers holding me back or failing that? Ways to eliminate my competition. Now, I think I've recommended murder plenty of times. So if murder's the way that you're going to go, see my previous answers and just follow them because murder's murder at the end of the day. How can you deliver a poem without existential dread and ennui ruining it. Well, the key here is to make the poem about existential dread and ennui and its relation to love. For example, My dearest mine, I look into your eyes. I see starfields empty and I feel blind. I cannot breathe, I cannot speak, I cannot hear and I do weep. For the endless bounty of your love is also a desert and I am lost in it doomed to die. You see, it's about love, but it's also about being super duper sad. This is one from Formorian Realt. 
Okay. Uh, their pronouns are he, him. Help! It starts with help. That's not me. Help! I have developed an interest in pursuing a relationship with a fellow citizen employee, even going so far as to print out the requisite forms ready for his signature. However, he doesn't seem to notice me at all. He seems especially preoccupied with his clone, who sings and dances for him. That's weird. But I have two left feet and cannot carry a tune to save my life. Please, how can I get his attention? Okay, well, you've got down here that your strengths involve being punctual and being very very tall um but you're also allergic to chocolates and flowers i i no, i don't i don't think the chocolates and flowers thing is going to be a worry because that would be useful if you were trying to woo him and that's not what we're doing here we're trying to get them to sign these forms you've made so if you're super punctual and really tall you can get to the office super duper early in the morning and being so tall you can easily lean over from your mandated desk into the workspace of a fellow employee now i know that is a very very serious offense but you're so tall your bum will never leave the relevant seat you lean over and slip those forms maybe four down in the in tray you know just about the time where people stop reading what they're signing and just sign to get through the pile i can't be bothered to read this paperwork sign 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 it's how i do all my paperwork and i've signed up to a lot of mailing lists and then bob's your uncle you've turned out to have accidentally been signed together with this person and as we know in stella firma when it comes to paperwork no takesies, backsies. Here's one from George Geode. Pronouns he, him. Dear Agony Aunt, my soon-to-be ex-husband Julius and I have been arguing about who should get custody of our pet rock, Dr. Pebble, for several days now. Julius thinks he should have him because he's the one who found him and brought him home in the first place. I think I should have him because I'm the only one who has painted a smiley face and put little googly eyes on him. Dr. Pebble has always been on my side of the room. I've always kept him clean and I also love him so much. I'm not sure Julius even knows how to take care of a pet rock. Who do you think should get to keep him? Now, I can barely understand why you are messaging me about this at all. This isn't the job of an agony aunt. The answer is simple. You have to fight to the death for the rock using the rock as a weapon. Dr. Pebble will be bathed in the blood of the loser. Draw a circle in the sand. Each one of you at one side. Dr. Pebble in the centre. Duly sharpened. A gun is fired. You both rush towards the rock, whoever gets hold of it first, and bashes the brains out of the other. That's the new rock parent. Simple as. And ultimately, the rock belongs to Stella Firmis. So really, I don't know why you're bothering at all. This is one from Levorm Hartwell. Pronoun she, her. I have been having a series of increasingly distressing dreams about being eaten by mice. They were pretty okay, even pleasant at first, but now I'm getting a little worried about the possible prophetic nature of these dreams. Now... Levom. May I call you Levom? Because I'm going to call you Levom. Your history of prophetic dreams is well known far and wide. It's how I knew I was going to walk into that wall. I walked past you and you were like, watch out for that wall. And I hit my face and I assumed, well, you must have been asleep and warned me. So thanks for that. But I wouldn't worry too much about this dream because mice have been extinct for about 800 years. So unless somebody is secretly re-engineering the mouse to release it onto the station of Stella Firma uh, for it to eat you in some sort of ritualistic mouse manner, it seems relatively unlikely. But then again, you were right about me walking into that wall, so maybe there is some sort of evil rogue rodent engineer creating mice to come attack you in the night. In which case, I can't help you because I'm not a scientist. No, not a scientist. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This one is from Dorothy Devine, pronouns she, her. My brother keeps coming into my room and picking up my stuff and saying that he wants to eat it. He came in this morning and picked up my guitar and said, hey, wouldn't this be nice with some mustard? I told him it's a guitar and you can't eat guitar. This just goes on and on about... Please help. What should I do to resolve this situation? Now, I didn't read the middle of your message because it contained loads of quotes from people who weren't me. That's not my deal. Now, I'd normally say... 
beat them in the face with your fists, but you have mentioned here that one of your greatest weaknesses is that you're unable to do pull-ups, so I assume you have weak little noodle arms, but you have mentioned that you've got very, very big shirts. So, what I think you should do, when they come into the room, you just grab your shirt, pounce on them, and engulf them in the shirt, because as you know, when two people enter a shirt, their argument must be resolved by exit of shirt, lest they both be executed. It's a high-risk gambit, but if you want to keep your accoutrement unnibbled, then it's your only way. This one is from Netica Pharmacon, pronouns they, them. Being an amorphous and mostly liquid blob creature, I often find myself slipping and sliding across the halls of Stella Firma, unable to stop myself from careening into walls at high speeds or draining down into a stray hole slash floor vent. This tends to lead to huge delays when trying to reach scheduled meetings or attending office parties, which can be frustrating. Now, I think you are looking on the negative side of goo life rather than the positive side of goo life. Yes, sure, you're a bit slidey. Yes, certainly, you flow into spaces and conform to their shapes. But have you thought about how much of an excellent party trick and thus conversation opener this could be? You know, it takes you a while to get to the party because you've flowed down too many hallways wrong. But once you're there, you say, hey, look at this jar. And you get in the jar and you conform to its shape. And everyone's like, whoa, I want to have a long and loving relationship with this gooey, gooey thing. And then and then you're in. So I'd say stop being so bloody negative. This one is from Raina Kren. Pronouns she, her. My roommate ate my pet rat, which I got as a present from my grandmother who was recycled last year. I don't think my roommate knows that they ate the rat, and I don't know how to tell them what they ate was not dinner leftovers. Also, I really miss my pet rat. His name was Stingy. That was a scorpion. What are people. Uh, uh, rats and mice, they're all gone. What do you think you have? as rats and mice and rodents of other kinds. They're all just particularly hairy scorpions. Why do you think you named it Stingy? Because of its stingy rat's tail. No, it's a scorpion, which we do still have for some reason. Now, you've mentioned here that you take things very personally, and I think you should take this personally, because whether or not it was a scorpion or a rat, your your so-called roommate, I say betrayer, has eaten your your friend, your one and only special friend. Stingy the scorpion. And the only way to resolve this is to cook and eat your roommate. Punish like with like. They eat your pet, you eat their face. Case closed. Here's one from Mandefo de Fluffykins. Pronouns they, them. My family and co-workers have threatened to kill me as I cannot stop singing along to any song and making up lyrics and new songs. I, I don't really see the problem. This one is from Yatifi Gula, pronoun she, her. I'm worried my partner is secretly slurry. How do I check this without worrying them if they aren't slurry or alerting them if they are slurry? Now, you're clearly a wonderful judge of character because slurry is great and we all love it. That's why we eat it for every single meal. So I just go up to your significant other, give them a good lick. If they are slurry, you'll immediately get that tangy, burning taste that we all know and love. And if they're not, you can say, don't worry, it was a sex thing. We have one here from Pip Squiggins. Uh, Their pronouns are they, them. Recently, I felt very distant from my friends and co-workers, mainly because they become inanimate objects that mock me as I walk past them, shouting, oh, look at old leggy Pip, 
with their opposable thumbs and validated sentience. How do I buff up my social skills in order to navigate these new relationships with all the non-living in my life? Well, I've given advice to this effect before when somebody's friends all become zombies that mock them for their breathing and, you know, enzyme function and all of that sort of stuff. And I'd say lean into it. Make it a thing. They're inanimate. You're so animate. You're the most animate person that's ever been alive. Worming along the hallways, wibbling their fingers using your very opposable thumbs and your sort of smooth, wobbly bones just really showing off. And after a while, their their harsh words will fall on deaf ears because you'll be all the way down the other way of the hallway, wibbling away, and they'll turn to each other and go, hmm, maybe we're the ones who are inanimate, if you really think about it, which would be wrong because they are the inanimate ones. But you get what I mean. They'll, 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 feel, they'll be chagrin. They'll be chagrinning. This one is from Toby Arnotby, uh, pronouns he, him. I've been having some trouble existing as of late. It's not that I don't want to exist, it's more like whenever I let my mind wander a bit, I suddenly notice that I've gone entirely incorporeal and it takes a good deal of effort to come back. Please help. Now, this is a tricky one and it does require people to help you. You need to hire two or three, um, let's call them peons, maybe a clone or maybe somebody that is like a clone, which is to say as low as trash, and get them to shout, YOU EXIST, every 10 to 11 seconds. And that means that even though you get very easily distracted with your many small hobbies, such as twisting paperclips into little animal shapes, or waving at blurry reflections in the hallway, you'll suddenly be jolted back into realising, I'm a person, I'm a thing, I exist in the corporeal world. And just keep doing that until the end of, I suppose, their lives, and then shortly after, the uh, dissipating of yours. This is from Parvis the Tiny. Uh, Their pronouns are any and all. In the Cosmic Lounge, no one seems to notice me due to my small stature, and I've nearly been stepped on several times by my colleagues. Okay, I'm going to level with you here, Parvis. I've been to the Cosmic Lounge a lot. Not recently, I admit, due to certain circumstances, but I've been there a lot, and I have never once seen anybody of such small stature. Certainly not small enough to be stepped on. You know, uh, small enough to have a drink rudely rested on the head? Sure. And have I been the wrestler? Yes. And have I been thrown out of the bar? Certainly. I've forgotten what we're talking about, but the thing is, I've never seen you there. And especially, you mentioned here you've got wicked banjo skills. Must be a tiny banjo, or you don't bring it, because I'd hear it, because I hate banjo music. All music should be played on shrill violins. That's what I've always said. It's what I campaigned on during the election cycle. So... What I'm saying is I don't know who you are or what you want or how I can help because you're just so weak. This one is from pa- Oh my poor. This one is from Paxed Bloody Scrum. Pronouns they them. I was trying to change the hallway lamp and it bit me. How do I punish a mindless appliance? Well, Paxed, the real mindless appliance here is you. So why don't you climb up onto a wall tuck yourself into a sconce and just start lighting things, because then even as an inanimate lamp, you'll be more used to the world than you are currently Paxed Laddie Scrum Okay, final one here This is from Jacqueline Matu Pronouns, they, them I am a writer My job consists mostly of cheering up Stella Firmer employees with my famously depressing poetry Yes, I know Jacqueline I've seen the sad pamphlets but my current project is the biography of the of the beautiful Bathin. However, I can't find anything about his last school years. 
There is no documentation, and it seems to be a mystery. I'd really like to finish this project. I am sad, so sad. Well, what's happened here is you've endeavoured on a fool's project. There is nothing to be said about Bathin, least of all his final school years. The years he spent with me. There's nothing there. You don't need to worry about it. Nothing important happened. Nothing good. Nothing bad. It's just a blank. We all just stood quietly in a room saying nothing at all for years and years and years. And then we all went off and I was excellent. And that's all. You know what? Write a poem about me. Write a poem about how great I am. Abandon your biography of Bathin. You call them beautiful. I say gauche. Gauche Bathin, I say. Gauche Bathin. Write a book about terrific Trexel. And then everybody will love you and high-five you in the street and say, well done for that good biography. Good thing you didn't write about stupid bathing. That would have been embarrassing for everyone involved. Especially you, you idiot. But you didn't do it. You wrote a good one about Trexel. It's great. That clears that up. Well, there are more here, but I've become deeply, deeply bored of the task. So I'll leave it there, and hopefully I'll never do this again, because I won't be caught next time. So... To all of you sad Saxon weirdos out there, deal with your own problems and have a wonderful day. Trexel out. Stella Firma is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Hi everyone, Alex here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Alyssa Rosendahl, Heroway, Alexandra DiCarlo, Rue Weist, Halogen, Jill Flansberg, Peter Lucas's Life Insurance Policy, Taka, Ina Notochka, Meg Allen, Camilla Kavmark, Vortex Eclipse, Winfor, Sandra Rorder, Emily, Gila Sketchcat Schatz, Melanie, Sabrina McCoy, B. Elderly, Adrian Serrano, Evelina, Sloan, Alex James, Kit Lines, Pineapple Princess, a creature built of gears and silver, Kaylee L. Tomlinson, Powerloader, Carolyn McKenna, Frankie Kavakic, Nighthawk, Lex Adams, Grey Aster, Dan Hayes, Jonathan Bjorklund, Chaotica, Tristan Tinder, Danny Yeager, Sydney Bell, Jessica Mattiace, Maya Manzonelli, Lionheart 091, Murdo Homewood, AJ Waitkus, Eliza and Gray, Earl Conagin, Gripping Traverse, Kyra Marie Maginity, Finn Catterhall, Sonia Hansen. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash Rusty Quill and take a look at our rewards. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi everyone, it's Imogen, the voice of Imogen from Stella Firma. Today I'm here to tell you about The Programme. The Programme audio series is a science fiction anthology podcast set in a world where money, state and God are fused into a single entity. 
Every episode is a standalone story featuring ordinary people inhabiting this extraordinary world. And for them, it's not this future that's terrifying, but our present. The programme is sometimes funny, sometimes poignant, but it is always smart. Find out more about the programme at rustyquill.com or programaudioseries.com or search for The Programme Audio Series wherever you listen to your podcasts. Have fun and see you later.